0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Made For More Consulting podcast, Mario here. Uh, this is a podcast where we are into building leaders, personal development within ourselves because we believe that what you don't have, you can't give away. So we are trying to help everyone get better so we can get the people around us better. Adina, welcome back.
1: I'm glad to be here.
0: It is episode... 94. 94, yeah. And hopefully this sounds better. I, I think
1: it sounds better in my headphones. So okay. it's, we're already on a good start
0: yeah, and I will give a shout out to Pat Flynn. If you don't follow him on YouTube, I don't know if he has a social media account, but he Pat well Flynn. he does.
1: he has a Facebook one. It's called Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. and he just but it looks like he does a lot of things on like making your podcast better because yep. that's part of his thing is podcasting. He
0: helps entrepreneurs, email I, marketing yep, magic. There you go. He has all kinds of little, I guess life hacks for entrepreneurs. So if you don't know him or don't follow him, follow him, shoot him a message and say, made for more, asked us to follow you. So really good guy, P-A-T-F-L-Y-N-N, Pat Flynn, episode 94. Um, I want to sh- give a shout out to uh, a couple of things going on real quick, Adina. Um, really, uh, there's a guy named Alan who listens to our podcast, who is in Louisiana. He's, a, uh, he's a, in law enforcement, has made the connection with Jay and Epic Warrior, and they've connected and Alan is just a big supporter of our podcast, shares it with uh, veterans and people that go around that have books and shares it, the, the, the things that he's learning. So Alan, thank you for <clears throat> the shout outs. And then today at one o'clock or two o'clock, we have a VIP opening of the new slab. Nice. The fourth location.
1: I did not know that. Yeah, that is awesome. It's been on the DL because That's we're trying awesome. to
0: make sure that um, we get everything correct. It's been a lot of work, and it's going to be a completely different kind of, uh, what would you call it? It's a different kind of concept. There's a trailer, there's an acre, and then there's a patio and a little barn. So you, everybody used to sit in the barn, and on the patio, you order from a kiosk, and they, they bring it out from the trailer. But it's going to have live music at some point. There's a brewery on site, a nomadic brewery from Austin. So it's at Austin feel. There's a bunch of biking, um, like mountain biking, uh, community that stops by, and I didn't, I didn't know that people drink beer while they bike. They do and drinking and, and driving. also.
1: This is what's also so crazy is, um, I know a lot of like motorcyclists that mm-hmm. take some of those hill country yeah, routes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, they do. They stop in yep. in droves mm-hmm. and at those kind Tons. of places. Yes. yes. And they all drink, and yeah. I think they just have like a beer. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I'm always like, what, it's like the what, Jeep what community, doing? right? It's it just is. like it's the Jeep huge.
0: community, but it's uh, mountain biking and biking. It's huge. So if you're in Sunset Valley, if you'd like to go, it's off of Brody Lane. There, we're not going to put the address out or anything yet because we it's a VIP today, and um, so mm-hmm. excited just to I think Made for More has been a part of launching Cedar Park. Uh, Westgate and now Brody so three of their four locations um, it's it's cool maybe we'll hear a little bit from Mark and Raph about how we've helped so anything else that you have?
1: No. Oh, it's windy today. It got a little very chilly, chilly this week. It's very windy. I know. I'm Remember so excited. And SNL.
0: Was it SNL? Sweater weather. Sweater weather. <laughs> <brother. laughs> don't. Yeah, uh, we it, don't do that. Uh, it,
1: well, and I feel like that's one of those things that I've heard so many times this week. It's annoying. Because, well, it's not. it hasn't been annoying yet, Okay. but I'm sure it will get there.
0: We had a, a football game Tuesday night, and it was so freaking cold dance. What's and I was so just waiting funny is
1: like, if you don't live here in central Texas, like our, it's yeah. so freaking cold. It was probably like 50 degrees. Yeah, I
0: think it was in the 50s. Yeah. Yes. You're yes. Right.
1: And then, you know, you have other people who live in other states and, and they're like, like, that's warm. Yes. They're like, <laughs> what do you mean that's cold? You people are crazy. Yep.
0: I will say, though, that the one thing that I don't like, and don't at me, don't get pissed off, but like when it goes below 70, people break out. The boots. And I'm like, okay, it's not that cold. <laughs> it is not that cold. Anyways.
1: That's so true. Yeah. That, but it's like they're just waiting. They're yeah. just waiting. Yep. For I told I totally get that. Okay. Well my thing is I break out like the soup. Like the the cold okay. weather food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You true. know? Yeah. Because that's what I like.
0: We rarely do that. What's your favorite soup? um
1: i have to make my i have a vegetable soup yeah. that my mom made mm-hmm. when i was growing up That it's super easy <laughs> but i think it just it, i mean everybody loves it mm-hmm. and so i mean i feel like it's probably one of my favorite soups it brings back probably the best memories that's cool yeah
0: uh yeah ours is tor- like a taco like, or tortilla soup yes
1: that's my i'd say another one's like a like a chicken taco soup yep. or like exactly. that's there one of those like
0: yeah th-
1: that's like you can't fail
0: do you go buy some from like Chick Fil A or do I go buy soup? Yeah, like you know, some people go. I mean, chili sometimes, from but Wendy's. not really. I
1: usually just make it. <laughs> I can yeah. make. I make really good chili. So,
0: um, one of these days, or maybe at the end of this, I'll tell the story about John Bang Bang Evans and telling someone he had just met that he had a finger in his uh, his Ch- soup, his chili from Wendy's, and he had never met the guy, and the guy was a U.S. Marshal, it was like, oh, just good at heavens. Him. Anyways, John. <clears throat> so, episode ninety four. And uh, I would say, guys, this is probably the best section. She does a little bit of what we did in Trust and Inspire, what she calls armored leadership, meaning you put on an armor so that no one else knows you. Um, You kind of protect yourself. You avoid vulnerability. That's called armored leadership. And then what's daring leadership is what she's teaching. So today is going to be a huge part of us going over what we usually typically hear in an armored leadership versus a daring leadership. So we're going to challenge you with the daring leadership. We're going to tell you what armored leadership is, just like it was command and control and trust and inspire. So she talks about 16. Adina, we probably won't like dive into every one. We could say everyone, but, um, and maybe we have a few things to say of each one, but I will say, just like you said, she does redeem herself. She does.
1: She completely redeems herself in this. So, The book is made up into parts, like three different parts. And we finished part one, right? In this. And so, which was a lot, but she really did redeem herself 100%. Like this, I'm like, okay, this, there was a lot of really good stuff in here Mm -hmm. that I could already see. Like I was thinking about uh, in some of my like one-on-ones and some of like some upcoming trainings, how this would be so beneficial She talks a whole lot at the kind of the end of this about empathy, which Mm -hmm. I don't think we're not going to have time to talk a lot about. But that was one I was like, if you could teach people early on Mm -hmm. in group settings, how to show empathy.
0: Empathize with people. Yes. And not be fake, right? And
1: not be fake. Well, because a lot of it she talks about, she doesn't call them empathy killers, but that's what kind of, it misses is what she Mm -hmm, calls them. Misses. And some of those things that she talked about, those are like skills that, I had learned on Mm -hmm. how, like how to respond to people, but she's right, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: And so with that, Dina is saying that we may not get to it, but what I want you guys to know is we don't go over the entire book. So go pick up the book, Leading, uh, Dare Dare to Lead, right? Dare to Lead. Dare to Lead. By Brene Brown. Uh, Dina did say there's, we finished the first section. So this first section was uh, rumbling with vulnerability. Section two is going to be living into our values. And those
1: are our last two podcasts.
0: Yeah. That's right. So
1: the last two episodes. 92
0: and 93.
1: Yep. 92 mm-hmm. and 93. You can go back and listen to those.
0: And this one's 94, finishing that vulnerability part up. So part two is living in our values. Part three is braving trust. And the last podcast on this will be learning to rise. So the next three podcasts. So three
1: more podcasts. Yeah,
0: on this book. Yep. And uh, then we'll be planning. I think we're going to have Adam Adams on. Oh, finally. Nice. Yeah. Way to so, go, Adam. Yeah. So have you if, asked him and he said yes? Yeah, he, I think he did, and then I you no, he did. he did, he did, and then okay. he said we got to get this recorded, and then I completely forgot that we were supposed to get this recorded. So, Adam, it's time, bro. Let's do it. So, all right, here we go, jumping into this armored leadership. Armored meaning that we we do not like to be vulnerable. So, number one, Adina, um, I'll read armored leadership. If you want to read, Darren. okay, and then we can stop if you have anything to say. So, number one on armored leadership says. This person tr- is driving perfectionism and fostering fear or failure.
1: A daring leadership is modeling and encouraging healthy striving, empathy, and self-compassion. So
0: a lot of the perfectionism is you trying to hide or we're, us trying to hide. And this was really good. I, I thought, I didn't think I'd get that much out of it, but perfectionism is telling people that you're afraid to show that you have, that like you're going to miss something or that you are not... All knowing, when again, that's where she says, "Be a learner, not a know-it-all." And if you're learning, then you need people around you that know more than you, so that you can en- enable them to lead.
1: What I like on this that she talks about the difference between perfectionism and and healthy striving.
0: Exactly, because
1: I think <clears throat> that that is the key. I think yep. that we everybody wants to do a good job, mm-hmm. but there's a fine line between like um, your your job defining. Yep like if you you know if you did a bad job or mm-hmm. a good job mm-hmm. that that's what defines you in the yeah. this, in this perfectionism.
0: And I think the culture I'll say this, I know we've talked about this before and I'm not, I don't want to get go down a rabbit trail, but in the Christian world people avoid ambition and I think that's wrong because they think that I'm going to make ambition a god or an idol. But man, you have to be someone who steps up and goes, I'm going to go after not perfectionism, going after again healthy striving. Empathy and self and 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 self compassion on things mm-hmm. that you are are passionate about. So, oh, what was it? Gonna, I was going to ask you. Do you think you could go to work and not be passionate about work, but be a passionate person oh. about your job? Oh, and where do you draw that line? I don't know. Cause at some point. Yeah. Like for us, I'll just again total vulnerability moment. <clears throat> when you don't make ends meet, you go, "Hey, I'm going to do whatever whatever I have to do." But in the end, I'm passionate about where I'm headed. So I'll run favor orders or Jamie will go run favor or Jamie will go look for a job to go, hey, we're getting to where we're we're passionate about made for more. But part of it's working, doing what you got to do to get by. And entrepreneurs, they know that sometimes you don't have enough labor to bring on people, but you're going to get there. And I think the reason I ask is that because I don't want people to give up on going, I'm following a dream but I don't like what I'm doing right now.
1: But I think that's so important to, because what you tied it to was your why. Exactly. You know where you're going. Mm -hmm. And so that's what creates the passion. It's, I think when you're in the moment and you're focused on running favor orders, now I'm probably not super passionate about that. But, because I'm passionate about the why at the end, when you stay focused. And we, how many times have we said that? Yep.
0: You're right. I just don't want, if someone's listening, I don't want them to give up on their passion if they're just in the, if they're, if they're trying to get there. So, number two, working from scarcity and squandering opportunities for joy and recognition.
1: And daring leadership is practicing gratitude and celebrating milestones and victories. I thought this was
0: really good. For the for the clients that we lead, I want us to continue to practice. Again, and it's not just saying thank you. It's stopping when someone does something. It's noticing what's right instead of noticing what's wrong. Going, hey, I saw that you did a really good job. Even if it's just between you and someone else to go, hey, I saw that someone was off this week and you covered for them. You did a really good job and, and practicing that gratitude saying, thank you. And it's not about you, not about your recognition, um, again, and, and trying to keep everything about you, it's removing that and going, let me practice saying thank you and recognizing the people around me.
1: Well, and I like that she talks about in here, I was trying to find the exact quote that Mm -hmm. she talks about how joy is one of the most vulnerable emotions Because then what you're doing Her, what she says about it is she says, allowing yourself the pleasure of accomplishment, love or joy of really feeling it or basking in it or conjuring up the gratitude for the moment of opportunity. It's allowing yourself to recognize the shiver of vulnerability that, oh crap. She doesn't say crap. I have something worth losing now feeling and to just sit with it and to be grateful that you have something you want in your hand, that it feels good to hold and recognize. And that's where she taught. And she goes on to talk about like leaning into joy and giving yourself that permission to hold on to that. And I thought, how many times do we like just rush by a good situation? Uh, Even I think even in like the corporate world, the leadership world, we will praise like good job, good job, you did this. Mm-hmm. But we don't really let ourselves sit in it because it is yeah. a vulnerable feeling of yeah. now I have something to what lose. What if
0: tomorrow that person? Well, and up. she talks about that. She yep.
1: talks about it like with our kids. You know how mm-hmm. how many times have you been like, oh, I love this or whatever? And then the next thought is now what if something bad happens? Yeah,
0: man, we we had that happen this past week. Someone said that like everything's been going good. So what if something happens? And something bad did happen. But she said to stay away from that. That's you're just you're you're living in fear rather than in joy. And um yeah, you're right. I think that <clears throat> we need to have more if, if there's a if there's something that every human being has in common when we go speak places or talk to, to teens or adults, we can we're, here's one thing that we all have in common. We're all gonna face pain and we all have joy in our lives at some point. Why not lead a company, lead an organization, lead teams? To recognize joy, because pain's going to come. You're going to fail at some point.
1: And I think so. So I think so many times that when you sit in that contentment, that it sometimes you create this story in your head that it's like it's not enough. Like Mm -hmm. it's not where it's not the end goal. Yep. And so instead of being appreciative and joyful over like the steps that you've taken, it's not enough because you're not at the end.
0: Yeah. And, and I then, get that. I mean, well, and what
1: happens is then you get to the end mm-hmm. and it's still not enough.
0: Yeah. yeah. So she so might as well enjoy the enjoy, whole journey.
1: Yeah. Enjoy the journey. Yes. And all of those things are so cliche, but when you can when you really stop, stop and, and, and think about them, yes. they're, they're like, yes. well, somebody said that for a reason.
0: Yep. And it, you got to apply it to your life. Okay. So next, uh, the next one is numbing is armored leadership.
1: Yes. And daring leadership is setting boundaries and finding real comfort.
0: I think this is where she talks a little bit about addiction. It is. Eating, it is. She drinking, right, and she smoking. talked about
1: shopping. I mean, she kind of went through all of them. But one of the things um, she, so she kind of talks about being at an AA meeting and how they had these posters hanging on the walls. And um, <gasps> yeah. but but the funny thing was, it goes back to these cliches. Yep. You know, it was wherever you go, there you are. You're only as sick as your secrets. Easy does it. One day at a time. Live and let live. Yes, I mean yep. like just what we were saying all yeah. those cliche sayings, but yet when you bring it back to it, there's so much truth in every one of those. And
0: you got to pick it and just live by it daily. Don't, don't look at again. Like you said, don't look at the end goal. It's daily, like one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. They say that over and over again, but you got to understand that. Yes, it's one moment at a time. So remove yourself from numbing. Cause when you numb, you're not, a, you're not allowing yourself to lead at a high level or lead your team. Uh, Right. In and if you're
1: way. if you're in that spot where you're feeling like you're having to numb, what you know kind of what she's saying is is that you're you're not you're not being your authentic self because exactly. you're not dealing mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. what you really need to deal with. Yeah. And so her her led the opposite like I said, her daring leadership was setting boundaries and finding real comfort. Um and one of the examples that she uses in this is um that she took a picture of her running shoes and put yep. it in her pantry. Yeah. Because, and I thought, well, that th- it was just the signal to her mind mm-hmm. is what am I really feeling right now? What, yeah. what do I really need right now? Instead yep. of just go, <laughs> instead of just doing what yeah. you've always done. Yep.
0: That's interesting because for some people it'll work that way. And I think on, a good note on this is the way you numb is not the way everybody else numbs. The way that you recover is not the same way that other people recover. So don't downplay or, um, Yeah, call someone out. Yeah. Number five. Or number four, I'm sorry. Propagating the false dichotomy of victim or Viking. Crush or be crushed.
1: This one is practicing integration. Strong back, soft front, wild heart.
0: So this is just basically if you grew up in a place where they said, you know, suck it up. Let's go. Rub some dirt on it. You're going to be crushed or be crushed. Um, There has to be a balance in that. That's a dichotomy. So she's just saying we got to integrate a strong back, soft front, and wild heart.
1: Right. And she says, um, for me, the strong back is grounded confidence and boundaries. The soft front is staying vulnerable and curious. And the mark of a wild heart is living out these paradoxes in our lives and not giving in to the BS that reduces us.
0: Yep. So, again, I think the thing that I love about this part, and I'm saying love, is that, again, she's telling you to follow your heart and not what... um. Even if you're that type that just says, suck it up or rub some dirt on it, she still says, you got it. There's something in there in your heart that's saying, be authentic, be real. So, number five, <clears throat> the armored leadership says, being a knower and being right.
1: And then daring leadership says, being a learner and getting it right. And
0: I think this is just a big deal. This, the man, she, she hammers home on this one. I know that uh, Trust Inspire did too, where they said, don't be the leader that you have to be right. And I think this goes back to us learning if you use language like, Hey, I don't know. Do you want to help me find out? Or, Hey, I don't know. I'll be, let's find out together. You don't have to be the leader that knows it all. Cause if you do, then you're going to be spinning your wheels, not doing what you're passionate about. And your team's going to be left there wondering what their role is. Cause they can't get anything right.
1: Yeah. And so I love that. What she talks about is she kind of describes it. It's defensiveness. It's posturing. I mean, like, she goes through and kind of gives you some examples of what it is. But whenever you think that you know it all and that you're always right, and that's how you bring your value, mm-hmm. you're, you are not going to grow as a person because you're not going to see anybody else's point of view. Yep. And I also think about, like, can you imagine working for or with somebody who felt like that? Because then it doesn't matter. I'm I'm going to stop trying eventually. Yep. Because what if... If what I, what I think, what I can bring to the table, all of that. And then you're going to have just a bunch of robots and then people aren't going to work for you for very long. I mean, it's just.
0: And you're frustrated because you're going, do I have to do all the work around here? Yes. Because you're the only one coming up with ideas.
1: Yes. And one of the things she just talks about in this is just like name the issue. Like, you know, when you have that hard conversation Mm -hmm. with someone, like you have to be willing to name the issue when you call it out in someone.
0: Like, like what they did to her when they said, hey, you're. You're not, you're, you have poor planning. Yes. Was that? What it was? Yeah, yes. She uses that. I time, think that was. Time frame. Time frame. Y- yeah. You don't. Time. You don't,
1: she can't plan her time. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. Yes. And that was what she was saying in this is that when you go and you are trying to like, when you talk to somebody, you have to be able to name the issue. You have to be able to say, you know, when you do this, this is how it affects the team.
0: And I think my biggest thing is just tact. Um, like. Uh, Use the right Mm -hmm. tact when you're talking to someone so that there's not any defensiveness but it's a team mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, Number six, hiding behind cynicism is the armored leadership. The
1: daring leadership is modeling clarity, kindness, and hope.
0: And I think she attacks people that say, that talk bad about hope but um, she's talking about the fact that uh, you kind of bring a plan. When you bring clarity and kindness, you bring a plan and you're not just the hope is in the fact that hey we we can make it we can do this together.
1: Well, and so. I like that she brings up sarcasm in this. Yeah. because I yeah. think sarcasm is one of those things that it's easy for us to like hide <laughs> <Yes>. behind <laughs> yes. or um you just kind of use it instead of, you know, have, like being in the moment or having that vulnerable um like expression, like in a meeting or yeah. or even and I even notice it that when I you know, when I read this and then so you start paying attention to it. And it's even if you're even you're in a room and it's you're say you're in a meeting and you're talking about something, there's always that one person that you can tell they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so they're either sarcastic or they add the humor yep. that changes the whole dynamic because they're uncomfortable with that feeling.
0: Yeah. You're right. I mean, she's saying it that it, it it's going to bring down relate when you're when you're cynical, and when you're sarcastic. Again, those things come out um, as passive aggressive. Uh, they can be bad in person. They're even worse. <laughs> Please don't email or text. True statement. Please don't do that.
1: And it talks um, about in here like staying kind, being clear, like just real. Um, Like narrow, like just stay in the lane whenever you're talking about it. Yeah. Because I just say it's a way, the way that if you can say kind and clear, it's a way for people to feel safe.
0: Mm -hmm. Can, shoot, I don't know who's at the door. And I'm saying that in the (laughs) morning. sorry. (laughs) Number, um,
1: number number seven, seven,
0: using criticism as self-protection.
1: And daring leadership is making contributions and taking risks.
0: Um. So using criticism as self-protection, this means, again, that, that as leaders, we're not allowing people to get close. That means that we don't allow them to know us. That means that we probably don't know them either. And it's just a, um, it's that type of environment where everybody's at a hand. Like, you, you keep everybody away. So...
1: Okay, so this was the one where in the Armored Leadership Underneath the Criticism and Self-Protection that she talks about how people use the invisible army, how instead oh, of saying right. like, they. I feel like this, it's we feel like this. Yep. They feel like this. It's like you've, you're bringing all of these people in, and I have said this before, is that just shows you don't feel like you have any power. Yeah. You know, because it's totally <clears throat> different walking in and saying like, I have talked to my team. I have talked mm-hmm. to three people on my team and this is this what, is, yeah. instead of saying they and we and, you mm-hmm. know, and a really good leader will, will, at, who is push they? Push back, right? Who, or, did, yeah, you who talk did you talk to? talk to? Because it, it changes the complete dynamic. Mm-hmm. If it is just somebody that's on the outside of it and yep. they're just agreeing with you yep. or if it's somebody that it really affects. Yeah,
0: because in, in these two instances, like you said, as a leader, push back and ask why, mm-hmm. or I mean, ask who yes and then as a person that's gonna if you're gonna say they or hey i talked to some people and they name them off be specific of of who they are and 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 if it's just one or two people don't say well all these people that i talked to which is what they do yes i mean and And you make it seem like it's an invisible army yes yes
1: yes or it's you know say you have a staff of a large staff and you're trying to make it about everybody that just shows that you don't feel like that you're your words have weight mm-hmm. in that conversation. Yeah. And so that's a completely different,
0: but like, that's a whole yeah. other podcast. But it just rolls. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it does. A, it's just yeah, a trickle effect sure. of everything that you're for sure. not.
1: For sure. Yeah. Because you don't feel confident coming in and saying like, I, I read this new policy and I, I feel like mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It is, you know, and also what happens in an office is it's the same thing for the criticism and self-protection is when you don't feel like your words have weight. So you go and you ask three other people yep. like, hey, did you read this? Like, what do you think? You're already I pushing think this. your agenda. You're already pushing your agenda in each, you know, with every one of those mm-hmm. people because you're trying to get people on your side. And subconsciously, you usually go to the people that you know yeah. will be on your side instead of somebody that's going to challenge you in that. Yeah.
0: And that's not the way you want to approach a leader. or and that's, and that's not the way you want to lead.
1: No, it is not the way you want to lead.
0: Number eight, halfway through, using power over. Oh, using power over.
1: Yes. And daring leadership says using power with, using power to, and using power within.
0: So... Don't I think this right here to me is that whole power trip if I'm somebody who has power and control and I'm at the top do not use that to your advantage to again the whole thing that Jocko uses manipulate or influence are you going to influence your people to empower them so that they can use the power within or are you just going to use your power to power over them and manipulate the process.
1: So I like that she says she gives the definition uh, Martin Luther King defined power as the ability to achieve purpose and effect change. And she says this is the most accurate and important definition of power I've ever seen. The definition does not make the nature of power inherently good or, or bad, bad mm-hmm. which aligns with what what she's learned in her work. What makes power dangerous is how it is used.
0: There you go. Yeah, because I mean, some of the things that we read in mm-hmm. Simon Sinek's book uh, or any of, any of these leadership books that you can be um, Hitler, Saddam Hussein, George Bush, um it's how you use your power it's how you use your power
1: absolutely and so then she talks about like in the daring leadership um part using power within to and with she goes through there and talks about how when you when you use power the right way it multiplies Talent, mm-hmm. um, and it multiplies knowledge and helps you make a greater impact, there which is exactly yeah. what you yeah. want to you're do. You're
0: influencing which, your people, and you're bringing yes. them with you rather than you saying, "This is where I'm going, and you need to follow." One,
1: well, what we've talked about so many times is it's uh, unleashing that person's potential. That's how you use your power.
0: Mm-hmm. Loved that. one. So, <clears throat> um, number nine, hustling for your for our worth is armored leadership,
1: and daring leadership is knowing your value.
0: That was huge. That I mean, I highlighted quite a bit. I, I thought it was going to be mean different, but for me, I know that's. I don't. I want to be someone who hustles. I want to be someone who works hard. Who has work great work ethic. But am I doing that to cover up because I don't believe in who I am? And yes. That's okay. Not, that so should not be the case. I thought
1: that was really good because she defines like hustling as your, or not. She talks about it how it's whenever um it's that person that jumps around and they're like in everything there you go yep you know we use the term like stay in your lane it's the mm-hmm. person that cannot stay in their lane that they yeah. feel like they have to bounce from lane to lane <laughs> to lane to everything. lane yes. well and i think it goes back i'm wondering if it goes back to the type of person that's hustling for their worth they have that same um she like um what did she say like you have to know everything yeah, like you find your value and know it yeah, yeah, yeah. know it know all. it all because you that's what you're doing you're trying to prove that you know and that Every, you know everything yeah. mm-hmm. you know instead of letting people helping people see their potential and letting them grow because it's we said we said this on all the time that you're if that is you mm-hmm. or if that's who it is in your organization what happens is that's as fast as your organization yeah. is going to run because
0: everybody's waiting on you to know it all mm-hmm. everywhere else and I think one of the things that <clears throat> If you're trying to prove your worth by what you're doing, I think that's what with the, one of the very first leadership lessons I remember hearing from Andy Stanley. Um, man, it was years ago. I was vacuuming the freaking church as an intern. And um, he said it was the very first time I'd heard it was a new concept to me to go, you can't be a well-rounded leader. There is no well-rounded leader. Meaning, well, your definition of well-rounded, but he's saying you can't do everything. You can't do it all. No, you cannot do it all. So figure out what you're really good at and, and zero in on it. Because sometimes we'd hear these things of whatever you're not good at, go spend some time on that and get better. Yeah, and and that's, yeah. not, that, nope. that's not the case. Well,
1: and it's also like if you think about it, we, like, we'll we use it if somebody can do it 50% as good as you or 80% as good as yeah, yeah, you, yeah, what, yeah. whatever the percentage is yeah, 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 that the leader yeah. believes. But the point of that is that if I can let that go and I can lead somebody else to do that, and even if it's 80% better the yeah. first time, I'm getting to spend all of that energy on something that I'm really good at.
0: Exactly. And then when they get up to maybe they're doing it at the highest level and you're still doing what you're doing at a high level, you've, you've got two people that are ready to go rather than just one yeah. and a half or you doing it all and they're waiting on you. So leading, uh, number 10, leading for compliance and control.
1: And the daring leadership is cultivating commitment and shared purchase. Purpose. Purpose. purpose sorry
0: <laughs> the uh again i think this is old school leadership the command and control um you want people to fall in line you want people to know where they're at in the chain of command and the leader's just trying to control
1: good heavens i like saw so much in this one i think i we could do a whole podcast just in like this one right here because this all goes back to your why if you don't if you don't have like a share like a company-wide shared purpose what are people going to then that then what happens is it just turns into it's all about like she talks about like your to-do list you know Um, and you spend your time just making sure people are doing what they're supposed to do compliance and control how exhausting yeah and it you know to be in an organization that functions like that it's extremely draining. Yeah. And that is one of those organizations that people like people won't stick around.
0: Mm-mm. And you, the the hard part is you may have really good people on that team. They're just not going to stick around because I mean being I mean think about it to be controlled or going, "Hey, have you done this? Why not? This is what you need to be doing today." Well, good heavens. Yeah, yeah, no. Good heavens. And, and you, so yeah. she
1: talks about this um, kind of their accountability and success list. I know you don't like the word accountability, but in here, this is exactly because what it does is it creates an ownership for that person, mm-hmm. but it also creates a shared like knowledge, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, who owns the task? Um, do they have what they need to make it happen? Mm-hmm. Which is huge. And he talks a lot about that with yeah, the, and, the stewardship agreements and, and, and yeah, trust and inspire. And inspire. And do are they set up for success? Do they need time, resources, clarity? And do we have a checklist of what needs to happen to accomplish this task? That's that's the milestones. That's yep. all the stuff that yep. he yeah, that's talks the, the about. The check-ins, right? Yeah. Yes.
0: And I, yeah, I think the whole ownership over accountability is just that. I don't want someone saying, "I need you to keep me accountable." Right. I would rather say, "Hey, I'm I'm owning this."
1: Well, in this part, when I listen to it, it, I think it's about accountability to the organization. Organization, yeah, the bigger bigger bigger, picture. The bigger picture. And Mm -hmm. one of the things she talks a lot about, which I think if you work on a team and you're responsible for people... That this this specific part in here, she talks about like, um, she calls it painting done, which I, her, her oh my weird gosh, language that, is yeah, so Yeah, I can't, I can't
0: with that one. But, I know, I know. What does done look like? What does done look like? Yes. But the
1: idea of that, like, she goes through several examples yeah. how saying, what does done look yes, like? Yes, because yes, so yes, many, yes. like her example, she was like, can you get me three questions mm-hmm. from the people in the audience or whatever? Yeah. Well, they ended up, though yep. no, she said, get me some questions. Well, they ended up giving her like 500, you yep. know? She only wanted three and then they weren't typed out and she wanted them typed out. She made a lot of assumptions that they knew what she was talking about. And so like, what does done look like?
0: I think that's, I think not, I hate what she says, paint it done, whatever. But yeah, like if you ask, Hey Mario, I need you to round up some dinner for 20 people. Okay. You didn't tell me what kind of dinner I didn't ask what kind of dinner. What if it's for some really high end customers or clients and I get pizza and some nasty crap. Right.
1: Well, and I think too, like, okay, what does done look like? Yeah. Well, done ask, looks like you have for? got plates, napkins, drinks. Exactly. Oh, I need to get that too? <clears throat> yeah. Whatever. Because I yeah. that is, it's it takes out some of the assumptions yes. that people make when I say dinner. Yeah.
0: And I can't think the same way you are. Because mm-hmm. in, in some way, I, I may be going, well, I'll just order full full catering, mm-hmm. full, uh, full service Whatever. catering.
1: And what I like that she does different is, um, she puts it back on, like, if I say get dinner for 20, you Mm -hmm. say, what does done look like? It puts it back on me to tell you what I expect Mm -hmm. instead of you asking, do I need to get plates? Do I need to get napkins? Do I need to get, well, good heavens, get the freaking dinner. Like, you know, (laughs) but you're putting it back on me, the person who has the expectation to ask you to do something. That is how something's going to get done at a higher level. Yeah. So and as a leader,
0: again, yeah, clarity, clarity as a leader. Yes. Give your people clarity.
1: But she went through <clears> several <throat> different, um, such, like um situations using that. Several different analogies with that that I thought were really good, and I it really did help me understand that one.
0: And it's all led from the purpose of mm-hmm. the why of the organization. Yes. Yes. That's and good.
1: clarity, clear expectations. Yes.
0: So, number 11, weaponizing fear and uncertainty is armored leadership.
1: Daring leadership is acknowledging, naming, and normalizing collective fear and uncertainty.
0: So, I think, I mean, I would hope that we don't lead people from in a, in a way where we weaponize fear and uncertainty. Like, hey, well, uh, sales aren't good, so I'm not sure who's going to keep their job. I'm not sure uh, what to tell you guys as far as... Um, Who's going to be here next? Right. Week? So
1: y'all better be doing a really good job because somebody's going to getting fired. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what that, that is. Yeah. Like I'm going to put that in you and make yeah. you. Yeah, you're like,
0: you're going to be living with that. You're going to go home with that. You're going to have anxiety, and in the end, it's the leader's fault because they're not they're weaponizing fear and uncertainty rather than again, acknowledging what the issue is.
1: Right, and she just says like you can look at somebody for the daring leadership and just say this is difficult and there are no simple answers.
0: That's right. I mean, I'd rather have that conversation than someone say, "Hey, I don't know if we're going to be open next week because we may we're we're not making money." This is difficult, and I
1: don't have. I don't. There's a lot of simple answer.
0: Exactly. Learn. Yeah, yeah. These again. That's why when you said she puts language, some good language to some of these tough conversations. This part of this book is really good for that.
1: Well, and one of the things she talks about um, later on in this section that we're not going to have time to cover is how she believes in taking notes. Like mm-hmm. going through the conversations in her mind yeah. and taking notes with what she wants to say. And she even talked about how in one part, you know, somebody was like, um, are you reading notes right now? And she was like, yes, this conversation is really important to me and I want to make sure that I yeah. say everything that I have prepared to say. Yeah. Okay, well, I, yes, read your And notes. if you're
0: going to be in a meeting, we've said this, I don't know how many times, Adina, that if you're going into a meeting, please take a pen, a uh, piece of paper. You can, I, I think you can take your phone, but oftentimes for me, when I'm having conversations with some of our clients and one of our guys is on his phone, I'm thinking, are you taking notes or are you on your phone? And that's tough. Uh, for I'd sure. rather you have a pen uh, yes, and paper. Yes, take
1: a pen and paper, especially if you are in a group setting. If I go to a one-on-one mm-hmm. and I just have my phone, I will say I'm going to write this down on my phone real quick and mm-hmm. then I'll just put it down. But I think it's a lot more respectful to bring a piece of paper and a pen. Yeah,
0: because people again, it's it's odd and it makes for me, it makes everyone uncomfortable when someone else is talking to you or that person and we're all looking and they're on their phone. I'm well,
1: like, and also, I like, really hope you're I will not, like, I'll pick my phone up to put a note in, and then you see that you have a text message and yeah. you're like, oh, I'll just it's respond easy, real right? quick. Yes. It's so easy. Yeah. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, number 12, rewarding ex- exhaustion as a status symbol. And attaching productivity to self-worth. Man, this is huge. That is armored leadership.
1: Yeah. Daring leadership is modeling and supporting rest, play, and recovery.
0: I thought this was good because, again, mm-hmm. um, I worked 96 hours this week. What? And they're bragging about it. And you're going, poor, yes. poor family, poor kids. Man, you, yeah. you don't even have a well, life. Well, and
1: she talks about a little bit about this in one of the other ones about setting boundaries. But even in that, like turn your email off at a certain time yeah, and don't expect your people to reply afterwards or when people are like, Oh, I worked all over Christmas break. Like why he's such a hard worker. He worked over the entire Christmas break. Don't reward that. Yeah,
0: please don't. I I know that we tried to, um, honor our, uh, the electricity just went out. That's weird. (laughs) Just keep going. Keep going. going. (laughs) Yeah. It's still recording. But, um, if you're watching on YouTube, we are still out of electricity. But, um, like you said, um, I think that if we reward that, it comes from a place where people think that they, it's like when they grow, grew up, man, I, they, they worked hard, they did this, and they never met the expectation of their parents or their coach, so they kept working hard, and they realized finally, oh, I'm getting a big paycheck, I'm getting a lot of money, and then they start bragging about it, but then again, your relationships suffer, your parenting suffers, Your uh, anything that you're in, I mean, you're probably just all about work and no play. And and so many
1: times, like just our society says that, like you have to hustle, you have to grind, like there's all of these things. And I think that some people know like up into a point, but like I still have to show up at my kid's dance yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you still yeah. have to show mm-hmm. up but you still like these things are still a priority mm-hmm. but i think there's a large number of people who that crosses over yeah and it's i just give me two more hours if i finish this if i do this the only way i'm gonna get ahead is by outworking someone
0: yeah and you don't want to create that culture with people because again you're gonna have some lonely people and then what happens when that person gets sick and all the things that they did did or they do because they work so much uh, again, but self worth and self identity is not found in you working ninety hours a week.
1: No, and I love this. She says the opposite of play is not work. The opposite of play is depression. Exactly.
0: I was going to put that as a quote this week.
1: I loved that because I that is what I feel like that people that you you have to re like replenish, rejuvenate, re whatever you call it. Though that's how you're going to be better. I am so much better at work mm-hmm. when I. Get some distance. Yeah. Even if it's 24 hours, you know, that is one thing. Like when you're like on your day off, take Take a day day off. off. Yeah. You know, don't check your work email because you Mm -hmm. know what? There's going to be days when you can't do that because there's something else going on. Yeah. But when you can do it, you know.
0: And I think some people push back like, well, I want the notifications on my phone. No, turn them off for that day. Put do not disturb whatever you have to do.
1: Well, and I know that that is one thing even that I'm lucky that I have been a part of a culture who really respects that. Like, you know, I if you get a text after hours, it's like, I'm I'm really sorry, um, you know, and it's few and far between. And they acknowledge, I know this is your family time, but this has happened, or can you answer this question? And that is something that I really appreciate. And I feel like, you know, that there are some organizations that do a great job of protecting that. And I think those organizations, people can... You end up being able to give a lot more to during your work hours. Yeah,
0: because I know that when I'm gone, it's respected. Mm -hmm. Yes. What do you do to rejuvenate?
1: Oh, good gracious. You know, that is... Yeah. Well, one, completely disconnect. Okay. You know, because, and I will even, I'll find myself thinking about work problems, work issues, mm-hmm. work vision, whatever it is. And I'm like, nope, shut it off, shut it yeah. off, shut it off, shut it off. <laughs> Go to something else. Um, I think a lot, even for me, it sounds just weird. It, I think it's just taking care of like the things that, like in my personal life. Yeah. Because if those things are hanging over <clears> my <throat> head, if I feel like I'm not succeeding in either area, mm-hmm then you might as well forget it, you know? And so I love, you know, I like to spend time with my friends. I like to read. I like to be outside. All of those like really basic things.
0: Yeah. Read, eat, and play video games is mine. There you go. Yeah. So number 13, it says tolerating discrimination, echo chambers, and a fitting in culture.
1: And daring leadership says cultivating a culture of belonging, inclusivity, and diverse perspectives. This was one that she kind of talked about how in like where she is now, how you have to have different people with different voices that look different. And, um, it's, it's one I like, I think where we are, I'm not going to say I don't see the value in it at all because I understand the value in it. It's just not something I have been a part of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Like
0: you've, you've never gone through that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I, I haven't seen it cause an issue, Mm-mm. but I think it's, like I said, it, I think that the way we kind of do work in a small pocket with, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't, I don't even know how to, like, <laughs> with, there's not a lot of other voices, Yeah, but I understand the value Even as a leader, understanding the value of hearing what somebody else has to say just because they have a different experience.
0: Yeah. You know, we can have
1: all the same, you know, whatever, but just because they have a different experience, a different past, they think different. I want to hear that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you own an organization and you are not in the day to day, but you're going to visit the people that are in the day to day, ask their opinion. Hey, how does this affect you? How does this work? How does this help you? How does this hurt you? Because, again, you're getting every, you're going to get different uh, personalities with different responses, with different uh, experiences. And so then you get to, again, make the decision based on whatever. Uh, but I would definitely get some um, different insights to make decisions in your business, organization, whatever, uh, leadership, because you're getting input from other people that are different.
1: Well, and I think um, how we talk a lot about um, – like having a mentor and some mm-hmm. podcasts we talked about, like, who, mm-hmm. who do you look to as your mentor and stuff? Yeah. And I think having mentors that are in the same area as you yeah. is important. But I also think you can take this, you know, you could take a mentor that is running a multi million dollar business, it doesn't have anything to do with the business that you're running, yeah. but just because of the similarities and like mm-hmm. the drive for, um, achieving relationships, whatever it is. Like, you can do that. You can have a different voice speak into that.
0: Agreed. And I would probably suggest that everyone has a mentor or looks, learns, be a learner. I, not feel, like, know I feel like
1: we could have a whole thing on mentorship.
0: All right. Well, then I'm, I've, been, I've already wrote down two other podcasts. Yeah, that okay.
1: One, that uh, would be one that I feel, yeah. I feel like we could work that out in real time, too. Let's talk about that You think day. so? Yeah, for okay.
0: sure. Uh, mentorship, new podcast. Yes. So we're on what number? Fourteen it is on mine it says oh yeah collect collecting gold stars
1: (laughs) and the daring leadership is giving gold stars
0: this is just about um i think it's ego like are you all about collecting everything that you can collecting gold stars all about yourself well and i
1: think gosh in giving the gold stars i think you as a leader you have to be really confident in what you bring to the table Mm -hmm. you know and and just in that knowing, like, I, this is what I bring to the table and now I can give, I can acknowledge and reward other people yeah. because I'm confident in who I am and what I bring mm-hmm. to the table and in my leadership. And
0: I think if you work for an organization where someone is the leader and they just want to collect gold stars, you're everyone knows. that well, hey there. Here they come.
1: And here's a side note. She references a book in here that I thought we might need to just check on cuz it is it's called Being the Boss Everyone Wants to Work oh, For: yeah. A Guide for New Leaders, and she just says it's a smart practical skill building for those who are reluctant to give up. But I think it's that whole I think that what that told me is that's the the transition like from being on a team to leading a team. Yeah. That's what I think that book exactly. probably talks about and I thought that might be. What page is that? Write that 109.
0: Okay cool referencing that yeah, There you go. number 15 zigzagging and avoiding
1: and daring leadership is talking straight and taking action
0: so this is where she said that if you're ever in a swamp i mean i knew this but i didn't i've never used it and an alligator comes out zigzag because they can't turn mm-hmm. and as a team um if you're zigzagging zigzagging and avoiding if you're a leader leader and you're zigzagging and avoiding um I think people are going to notice and they're going to go, oh, that he's just running or she's just running from the problem.
1: Well, in this, this is the one where she talks about like when, when you need to have some, say you're, you have to have a, hard, a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, what happens is, is we, you process it and you think, oh, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him. No, I'm going to email him. No, I'm going to text him. Okay. I wait yeah, to, I'm like exactly. all of this, like <laughs> you're doing all of this, like yeah. expending all this energy mm-hmm. instead of, what calling them into your office picking up the phone whatever and just dealing with it straight on all that zigzagging is a waste of energy
0: and i think if you zigzag in those conversations i would ask you do you zigzag when you see your to-do list and you're just going man that's a lot to do Mm -hmm. what do i do well just get it done Well, what she
1: talks about with the um the alligator Mm -hmm. is that they only run 10 miles an hour and so most humans can outrun (laughs) them and so in the zigzagging that's just expending your energy. Yep. You know, yep. when and I'm like and increasing your fall risk. Yeah. You know, just run straight. Yeah. You know. I
0: hope. If well, you've I mean, ever I don't know. I'm not an alligator. Al- Alan's expert. out in Louisiana. I wonder if well, he's he, ever he can tell us. Uh the last one says, Leading from hurt is armored leadership.
1: And daring leadership is leading from heart.
0: This is where she gets <laughs>
1: Okay, we're well, already it's, laughing. Is this, is this where she
0: got her concussion?
1: Oh, I think it is. Is oh, it?
0: I'm laughing at her. No,
1: her I don't think that was she this one. she tells this whole
0: story about throwing up. And anyways, okay, but leading from uh, hurt is, and we've talked about it in Trust and Inspire, where we said I'm never going to trust another person because this person or you don't remember that quote that he said? Don't allow one person's uh, action to keep you from, I guess, impacting. changing and impacting others.
1: When she says. That um, you can never get enough of what you don't need, mm. and so what she's saying is that when I, yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, no, yeah. that's I good. I'm trying to go through the whole thing about because she talks about queso and you know. Yeah, but I thought that was a really good. But if you're leading from a place of hurt and smallness, that you use your power to try to fill that gap.
0: Yeah, you're you're compensating with from mm-hmm. like going. Hey, I'm not going to leave from my heart because I don't want any of those feelings to come up. So I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go back to what I know, which is command and control. And like you said, I'm just gonna lead with power and go. You need to do this, and you need to do that.
1: And she talks a little bit about what that kind of looks like: taking credit for other people's ideas, you live in comparison mode, mm-hmm. um, you feel like you always have to know. Like I'm, you're like I know everything instead of being willing to learn. Yeah, my growth think, mindset. I think
0: one of the things that we did one time with the Slabs leadership team is we got around and we talked about our childhood. Um, A little bit about our childhood and what we enjoyed doing as a kid and it was weird because it's a weird question you're going we're not talking about slab we're not talking about food we're not talking about sales we're not talking about recipes we're talking about ourselves and something that impacted our childhood and you know you have kids that grew up in a single mom with a single mom you have a kid that grew up with a dad that passed away you have a, a kid that grew up with a dad that was deployed some with divorced parents or with parents. And it's so funny because all of a sudden a, a meeting that you got to get stuff done, you've learned something about mm-hmm. your, your, uh, you know, your coworkers and you're leading from the heart. Their, their, their heart's already more open to go, okay, this isn't just about this. It's about knowing each other.
1: Yeah. And she talks about leaders must either invest a reasonable amount of time attending to their fears and feelings or squander an unreasonable amount of time trying to manage ineffective and unproductive behavior. Yep. And You're so, cleaning up a bunch of crap. Right, and I think that like that example you just use goes both ways in that. Mm-hmm. Like you like we talk made for more. You can't give away what you don't have. Yep. And so you have to work on yourself. Yep. And at the same time, if you can help your team, if you can lead from your heart yeah. and you can help your team lead from their heart, it's going to save you so much um uh, dealing with unproductive stuff, yeah. uh, a.k.a. drama.
0: And you get buy-in because mm-hmm. people know when... Again, we've said it. People can smell intentions, good or bad, from a mile away. And if you're just trying to get something out of me, you might as well just ask. Don't give me the runaround. Yes. Don't give me, hey, I'd like to take you to lunch launch or do this. No, just tell me what you need. Yep. So that's a heck of a
1: see, It was a great chapter. It was a yeah. great section. It really yeah. was.
0: But what I'll do is uh, I think the the action step that I thought through was just listing these 16 and having us maybe circle the first, the the three that we go, these are the three I need to work on maybe for the rest of the year, next month and not trying to overwhelm yourself by working on all of them.
1: Well, and I think if you lead a team um, Mm -hmm. I think you can do it two ways. I think you should always be looking at yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this, one of the things I also looked at my team and I thought, where do I see this? And then, like I talked about earlier, it's like being able to like go and have a conversation. We're going to name the issue and ask what I can do to help you. Yeah. Because we're not going to grow as a team if somebody is stuck in one of these. Yeah,
0: That's good. That's really good. And then one of the things I wanted to hit on real quick, one of our clients, uh, ProWired, yesterday, they took a day to go fishing. Hello. it's the joy, right? Yes. They took well, they, all the four of them. And the rest played, whatever number yeah. that was. Yeah. You know? They took a day to go fishing. Mm-hmm. They took a picture they enjoyed it they posted it on their social media to go and they're trying to show people that's an example of working for a company that cares about their employees and it's not just all work
1: well and which is why companies you know the top 10 or mm-hmm. corporate you know corporations or whatever you call them um why they put in like ping pong tables and why they give away yeah. trips yes. and you know i know when yeah. one, one of our podcasts we talked about, about that how mm-hmm. they're they're instead of giving a raise, they're like, we're going to pay for you and your family to go somewhere yeah, there you because go. they understand the value mm-hmm. of that disconnection and of resting. Yeah. And they don't want people to be depressed.
0: Totally weird question. But would you take the money for a trip or would you take the trip?
1: I would take the trip if somebody else was going to plan everything for me.
0: An all inclusive trip to yep, Costa Rica. You would yep. take the trip and not the money.
1: Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely.
0: Okay. I think I'd take the money and plan a different trip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just curious. I was just curious what you'd say.
1: No, I I think, but that comes back to, I don't like to plan. I don't like yeah. to plan trips like that. Yeah. And so, um, we, I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, we have. So, like, if somebody else would plan a trip for me, that's, yeah. that is invaluable. Like, yeah. I There is no price tag to that.
0: That's good. I guess good to know. Um, so, just, plan me a trip to Costa Rica, Mario. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're working on episode 11, uh, 100. 100 we are six weeks out just right right about six weeks out so
1: yeah i think we were supposed to have a meeting this week about that i think
0: no we said we were supposed Uh to plan a a meeting (laughs) so we're gonna put it we're gonna try to have this by next i don't know we're gonna have it by next week so that if you're traveling in from out of town this is like a we're trying to make it a big deal (laughs) trying to make it a big deal uh was that darren i don't know what that was but uh
1: <laughs> no it popped up it was like I was like leading authentically and I was like oh wow like facebook knows what we're talking about i was going to see what it said I don't said. know what
0: that was. I just heard
1: now, sound like
0: a cuss word just
1: but, ignore just ignore that
0: um anyways uh
1: if you're traveling in from out of town
0: it's going to be an event Basically, is what we're saying, right? Yes. Are we doing it on a Saturday or a Sunday? I don't know. Okay, we'll discuss we have, that. We
1: have we have to get together with our to team have food and discuss that. It
0: needs to have some fun. It needs to be a podcast. I know there
1: was an idea that Jamie had. I thought was a really good one. So okay, yeah, I was like, that's oh, that, true. That, yeah, I was like that, and, and it be would done. take
0: a uh, a what do you call it when you say you're coming like RSVP. A, RSVP. Oh, RSVP. you would have to RSVP yeah. for yeah. sure. Okay, so for we'll sure. we'll get that going. Um, just want to say thank you guys for listening, and then. Um, a big shout out continued, and and again, we're not getting money from this person, but Epic Warrior Foundation. We can't get money from this, from them because they're a nonprofit, but we support. He could plan us a trip to Costa Rica. Jay can, yeah, yeah. he could do that. Yeah, Come on Jay, <clears throat> not through Epic Warrior because it's a nonprofit. But honestly, guys, if you guys do not uh, listen to Epic Warrior Foundation uh, podcast, go on and check that out. Um, his second, his third episode is coming out, I believe pretty soon with someone that we know. It's all about helping people in law enforcement and man, do they protect and serve. Uh, we had our carbon monoxide. Um, did I tell you this yet? You have you don't even know this, do you? No. So it started raining uh-huh. the other day and it's freaking cold mm-hmm. and I'm asleep. Everybody's asleep. One in the morning, the carbon monoxide goes off. I panic cause I'm like, we're all going to oh, die. Of soon. course you do. <laughs> so I go and I start opening windows and all I know is you got to get out of the house and you got to call 911 because if there's a gas leak. <laughs> the so, difference
1: between you and me is I would have just unplugged it. <laughs> no, no, don't
0: do that. So I open the windows. I get everybody out, call 911. They show up. You can't turn on anything because if it if it causes a, a spark, you can yep, explode yep. everything. So Jamie and the girls got in the truck. It's 135. It's freezing. It's raining, and they get here, and they start checking with these uh, – it's called a probe a gas probe and a and a little thing that yeah. reads gas uh-huh. didn't find any they came up second uh-huh. story and they go into the guest bed and the um what is it the detector has water all around it well there's a leak in our attic it's uh-huh. going and it's hitting that detector and it made all of them go off i had no idea that they're all connected so we need a new roof but all that to say man these first responders. Um, middle of the night they come they help you it's not just police it's, it's EMS it's fire and all that to say epic warrior foundation is there to support these guys and tell you about the 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 stories so go follow epic warrior and epic warrior podcast um anything else no nothing else
1: no except for i yeah i'm like just you just go and and take the take to take it down and no, you will be fine you can't because well, if there's a fire <laughs> in
0: your house that person may perish but
1: do you know where carbon monoxide <laughs> comes from
0: <laughs> now all i know is it's like gas
1: yeah from your heater yeah. usually yeah
0: but we didn't have the heater on that was what was struggling yeah. I, so I think it
1: could still
0: i just thought that yeah we checked the water heater but mm-hmm. i thought maybe the stove was on or
1: oh good heavens
0: anyways um what what did i say about john bang bang evans then i said i was gonna tell a story
1: yeah you were gonna tell a story about <laughs> John. his about? finger it was a finger and a chili. <laughs> That's all I remember.
0: Okay, so we have a, I have a friend that was a Texas Ranger and now he's a U.S. Marshal. And um, I was talking to his wife and him about possibly coming on board at the place I worked at before with us. And she was too busy to do it, but it was kind of like a sharing the vision of where we're going. And so we're back and we're having a meeting and we come out. They've never met John. John walks up to him. He shakes his hand. I said, hey, John, this is so-and-so. That guy shakes his hand and goes, nice to meet you. And John said, nice to meet you. I just got finished having some chili from Wendy's. And guess what? It didn't have a finger in it. And we're just sitting there going what are you talking about, bro? Like, we didn't even mention Chili. We didn't mention Wendy's. We just mentioned that we had a meeting and we had some lunch together and John felt the need to... That
1: sounds just like John.
0: He overshares when he's uncomfortable. Yes, yes. <laughs> like what, the first yes. time they put him on stage, he talked about his grandmother quilting or making a quilt and we had to tell him, dude, wrap it up because <laughs> you're just going down this <laughs> this rabbit hole and he just keeps talking. So, John... Uh, we still need to have him and Jay on at the same time. but Oh, goodness. <clears throat> Anyways, um, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for being a part of this. And as always, remember, we exist for more. We're here to offer more. Don't ever give up. Every single one of us is made for more. Later, guys. You want to say bye?
1: Bye.